Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Jams you're listening to are unknown. Yeah, baby. The intro to Dr. Homer. So we're going to do a, I think we're going to do a live show from NHC. You should bring your guitar and you should, you Let's should play this. We can probably get the drum, you know, yeah. the, isolate the drums out and you could just shred for the opening. <laughs> I, think I look better on air guitar than I sound on, <laughs> on the real one. Yeah, I just, that might be true. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank Five Star. And if you are going to uh, the uh, National Homebrewers Conference, um, be sure to stop by their booth because they're nice people. And uh, you can chat with them about uh, Star Sand and Sandy Clean and PB Dubs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then go get them beers and just thank them for being a part of this show because uh, they were our original sponsor, I believe, of the show. And we wouldn't be doing the show without them. That was kind of a thing that Jay and I were talking about years back when we started. Uh, we didn't want to do a show if it didn't have a title sponsor. And they stepped up and uh, they've been with us ever since. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, if you're on the show, you get a prize pack from them. That's good. So they're they're giving away stuff. They want you to use their products. They're great stuff. They're great people. Check them out. I wouldn't be brewing without them, really. I mean, what, what was right. I using before then? Like, you know, bleach? Like, what was <laughs> going on there, you know? Um, yes. But seriously, like, bleach and soaking bottles and... PBW, that, not PBW, but uh, OxyClean that had like like some sort of uh, yeah. People, go, oh, you can whatever, just use OxyClean. Yeah. No, it's Hot different. Water. And it's different. there was like this residue on my bottles all the time. You know, I was you know I was being really cheap back then, like saving yeah. all the commercial bottles I drank and then you know soaking them, and they were just you know it was just awful. Was I was using I the um, iodine iodophore yeah. a yeah. lot, and that was the that was the thing when I was coming up, and I would get you know everything would stain, and I would get some left over in the, in the beer and, sometimes. Yeah. I was because I was using too much because you go oh well if if a little bit's good more is more is better. better right it's great i think they actually sell iota for as well but um no they do but it's a different it's a different I, uh thing because there are people who and i remember talking about this they didn't used to and people just really like using it and so they made it they made a product specifically for that which is kind of badass really. i have some at home but i think, I think the, the main reason why not to get too much into why well maybe i'm totally wrong here but the main reason people switch <laughs> is that you want to keep moving things around a little bit so nothing gets really comfortable like getting past like the goalie on star sand all the time and you switch over to Ido four for a while then go back to star sand just to kind of go back and forth and clean, uh, clean shock up everything that you, yeah well yeah, it's all it's but, all good stuff i'm pretty excited about it uh you know what else i'm excited about real fast before we get to taylor um I've been drinking a lot of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale lately, hmm. and and it's never a beer that I've ever really looked to for anything other than like, oh, that's a beer that I don't, I'm not, I was never really into it. 
Yeah. I don't know why. It just seemed very old school taste-wise. It wasn't really what I was looking for. And I think a lot of it was like heat-damaged Sierra Nevada Pale Ale tastes like shit. It tastes mm-hmm. terrible. And it's like very harsh and, and, and astringent and just weird. And I think that I wasn't getting enough fresh Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. But yeah. now, with the benefit of them being much bigger than they were 20 years ago... Um, I'm getting much fresher beer. Like I, I bought some. I bought a 12 pack yesterday or the, the other day. Uh, I was canned like six weeks ago, five weeks ago. Mm. And I feel like that would never have happened beforehand. So it's just it's tasting so yeah. good. It's I had a nice so sunny good. day at the uh, the Mari Aquarium the other day, and uh, yeah, had a bottle of that with my lunch there. We got you had oceanfront seating, of course, there in the, the cafeteria there. <laughs> Wanted to go to Alvarado Street, but anyway, yeah. Now yeah. we just ate yeah. there, and and but I had a had a pale ale there, and it was pretty refreshing for the for the moment there. I actually have a picture of myself when I was like. <laughs> 19 at somebody's graduation party drinking Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was like the first time I had craft beer. And I have a picture on my like my fridge at home of that. Like that was that's where it all started. So yeah. that's cool. awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just really weird uh, for me. It's really weird for me. Okay, where are? Oh, here are other beers. What was once old is now here. New. Is uh, Taylor's beer? It really is. Let me let me give him a call. You know, and, and I guess that's why I bring it up because I just I, I never in a million years would have ever looked at myself as liking Sierra Nevada. I love obviously I love Celebration Ale. We've talked about that a lot, but it's just it's kind of interesting to kind of you know I don't want to say revisit these beers yeah. because they it's an it's the old standard, but it's a standard for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to say, "Oh yeah, I'm just drinking it because it's retro." <laughs> cool, it's retro. you know. It's like, yeah, no, it's not like that. Actually, it's just refreshing in certain situations on its own. And, yeah, and sometimes you want a big monster modern. But it's it's interesting how IP. your how what you want changes, how your palate changes as to what you're what you're looking for. You know, oh, it's crazy. Uh, Taylor, are you here, man? Yeah, dude, I'm here. All right, how you doing, buddy? Ah, dude, I'm great, man. How are you guys? Perfect. Good, good. Just hanging out, dude. Um, all right, so we, right. Got your, we got your beer in front of us. Thank you for sending it. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, is this your first IPA or something you've been doing for a while? No, 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 no. So, but actually, my first IPA was actually a, a smoked IPA, so I've kind of <laughs> gone away from that a little bit and uh, yeah, kind of perfected. Huh. What's that? I said, I wonder why. It doesn't. But was it good? Because smoked IPA doesn't dude. sound good. Dude, it was delicious. Actually, I smoked the hops. I got I got leaf cascade hops and uh, cold smoked them, um, and it was actually really really good. It, it brought out all that beautiful smoke quality without having any of that bitter astringent nonsense that nobody likes out of a smoked beer. You smoked so, the actually, hops. I've done it. I've done it a few times since then, but I'm uh, I'm just trying to perfect that whole West Coast. Your guys' style IPA thing now. So, um, <laughs> where, where are you from, man? This recipe is like my my fourth attempt at that. So. Okay, where are you? Where where are you right now? Where are you from? Uh, Kansas City. Oh, Kansas okay, because you're saying, dude, wait a little too much to not be from the West Coast. I want you to back <laughs> off like twenty <laughs> percent. That's our word, and I don't. I'm just kidding. Um, well, okay. Can I borrow it for tonight? <laughs> yes, you can, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Call us fellers or uh, <laughs> <laughs> howdy, folks. Yeah, oh, uh, Keith, why don't you start off, man? As your as your mid sniff, thanks, JP. You're welcome, buddy. So uh, on the nose, um, initially I'm getting a, a more malt than hops, but I'm getting a, a caramel uh, sweetness, but also butterscotch, and 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 that's coming along with diacetyl as well. 
Uh, so I'm getting this this uh, diacetyl butterscotch malt mixed together. A little bit of citrus hops there. Um, beyond that, um, maybe a, a light light fruit esters, but not a not not a ton of hops. Low on the hops for the, the style. And uh, the, as I mentioned, the the big the big fermentation problem really is the diacetyl here on the nose. So I'm picking that up right away. Um, appearance, interesting appearance. Um, pretty clear the color is light amber but there's this strange brownish tinge to it which makes me think of oxidation uh in the in the bottle uh, noticed it last night a little bit when i was judging this and uh today even more so in the, the brightly lit room here that we have uh, i can definitely see even pouring it has a kind of a purplish brown sort of tinge to it when i pour it uh low white head um, the head's nice, actually. It sticks around. Um, you know, it does reform as you as you swirl the glass. Um, but like I said, the then the clarity is pretty 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 good um, as well. Um, flavor wise, taking a sip here. A lot of the caramel, a lot of butter, buttery notes, butterscotch, uh, buttered popcorn. Um, very strong diacetyl flavor uh, in it overall. Um, balance wise, nearly even. Maybe maybe leaning a maybe a touch to bitterness, but it's kind of it's kind of even, which is pretty unusual for for an IPA. An IPA would be more obviously leaning toward the hops. Um, medium medium hop flavor, getting some of that citrus as well, but it's hard to sort of sort through the the diacetyl and, and uh, butter flavors to, to kind of pick that out. Um, Little herbal probably quality as well with that. So a little citrus herb and in, in the uh, hop flavor beyond that. Um, so I get uh, no acetaldehyde, no phenols. Mostly just like I said, just the the diacetyl character. Um, mouthfeel. It's a medium body, um, medium medium low carbonation, little slick diacetyl finish, um, low warming. Medium low hop astringency. So overall impression, um, really, I think the the obviously the major problem is the diacetyl in the beer. Um, it's interesting. Maybe maybe there's some oxidation too. The color is really 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 interesting to me. Um, just even the oxidation, you know, it's something that I'm pretty pretty. Uh, Easy for me to spot is is oxidation. I'm, I'm struggling to taste it a little bit too with just the levels of diacetyl here. Um, interested in the malt care. I'd be interested in hearing the malt the malt amount here too. It plays up as being a very malty beer, but that could just be uh, the fermentation you know issues there. And you know having the hops kind of fight through that is is really a struggle in this beer. So I think the number one thing I would do here is make sure uh, you clean up that the fermentation. Um, Watch your fermentation temps. Uh, make sure you pitch enough yeast. Uh, don't let the, you know the, the don't ferment too cold with the English strain if you're using that. Um, and I mean, I guess it's also possible. Uh, while you know, I'm sorry, a pediococcus infection can cause diacetyl as well. But I'm, I'm guessing it's more around a fermentation problem than anything else. Um, and then you know, up the hops. But at the same time, it's sometimes hard to taste the hops through when you have uh, a lot of diacetyl. <clears throat> yeah, I find that as well. Did you uh, your score? Oh, so score was uh, twenty. Okay. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. 
Sorry, right. dude. My mic was off. Like Your a, mic was like off. Like a fucking noob. Go ahead, please. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I actually found some pleasant hops in there. You have to dig for it a little bit, but it's it's there's some pleasant citrusy and a little bit of tropical and a light little pineiness to it. Not not heavy, but it's it's in there. I can definitely get it. Uh, there's a low bready malt, and uh, yeah, it's just masked by this, this medium level diastole artificial butter defect there. Uh, this was a pretty low and out of the way kind of uh, pear apricot like. I didn't get any obvious DMS or acetaldehyde. Um, but yeah, appearance-wise, it's, it's a it's a kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a golden grayish color in a way. It's an interesting color. I agree there too. Um, had a pretty uh, pretty nice foam stand of creamy white bubbles. It was actually you know fairly nice looking beer, um, other than a slightly odd color, but uh, it's nice and clear. I'd say brilliantly clear. So yeah, um, flavor-wise, the, the hops are kind of hanging in there, medium, same as the aroma. But just, again, pretty masked by that medium-high, obvious, uh, buttery quality, the diacetyl. I felt, like I, got, I felt like I got a hint of some solvent in there, too, alongside that. But uh, um, I would say that the beer is balanced in the hops still. And, the, you know, the bitterness is pretty low and out of the way, but there's still a good amount of hop flavor in there. So I think that if the, the diacetyl was out of the way, it would be pretty good. Um, the, the quality of the, the, the hop flavors are pretty good. Um, citrusy and, and tropical, a little bit of dank, oniony. Um, so an interesting blend there. Um, yeah, the malt again, just bready and unassuming, out of the way. Uh, but yeah, that buttered popcorn flavor lingers long into the aftertaste. Finishes kind of medium, medium dry. The finish is kind of in the right place. Um, you know, you did, in a way, you did a good job with a lot of the elements of the beer. It's just kind of one one main major uh, issue there. So the um, mouthfeel-wise, medium-bodied, no no obvious warmth. I get a bit of slickness there from the diacetyl. Uh, not super, super creamy, smooth or anything, but it's not uh, harsh or biting. I'm not getting a rough um, astringency or harshness to it, which is nice. Uh, medium carbonation. So, yeah, it's, it's smooth enough on the palate that it feels feels okay it's not not biting or, or hot um overall it seems like an otherwise nicely designed recipe uh, i'm not sure again the, the color is coming from any oxidation or, or what it might be but uh it doesn't taste really oxidized to me i'm not getting like papery cardboardy notes in there um so yeah just that the the butter and yeah the way to get rid of that is you know be careful to leave your your beer on the yeast in primary but longer at diastole rest temps at the end of your fermentation 68 degrees or, or a little higher sometimes a uh, couple couple few days there as the yeast is kind of finishing out to reabsorb that stuff these things are created early in the fermentation process and the yeast will gladly reabsorb them for you and get them out of the way and i just I find them especially a kind of a bummer in a nice IPA with some good hop flavors because just buttery and hops just really don't go together for me. Um, but, yeah, take care of your good yeast, and it'll take care of you. Uh, ensure a big, healthy, vigorous pitch, and uh, you can, you know, that'll take care of any of that solvent, too. It'll just be a nice, smooth, um, uh, clean beer, and it'll be ready to reabsorb all those all those flavors that kicks out early in the fermentation. So, um, yeah, and also just watch out for big temperature variations in your fermentation, too. So, yeah, I, I give it a 23. I, it's not, you know, it's not, 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 definitely not anywhere near the the worst beer I've ever had. It's just, it's a decent <laughs> IPA just with a, a, a simple diacetyl uh, masking that, the good flavors that are there. Yeah. 
So okay. Yeah. I think the water pro- yeah, the water profile is good. Yeah. Like the, 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 the dryness. I, like the, I actually like the bitterness in it. And, and, and the hops do come across to me as sort of er- orange and herbal as well. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate the diacetyl is kind of playing the, the lead role right here. Yeah. Well, and, and it should be mentioned, too, that some people, and it's hereditary. Some people can't taste diacetyl or smell it. It's it's certain percent of the population just doesn't get it. So, you know, if you're <laughs> in that those lucky, lucky few, then, hey, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> it's probably tasting great. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Um, that's okay. for sure. And I don't know if you were looking for what kind of feedback you were looking for there. But uh, well, can we talk about your recipe? Oh, yeah, actually, uh, that, that's kind of funny. I actually sent this beer off to NHC, and um, I was in the St. Louis region, and we popped the bottle uh, the Monday following the um, uh, the judging, and that's all we got to was, was diacetyl. Mm-hmm. But out of, mm-hmm. a, out of a keg, it was beautiful. Like, I, we did um, a festival on the 18th of March, and I popped the keg. I mean, super popular. It was great. It was yeah. bright. All those, all those notes were wonderful. Um, huh. So I think it was something that was caught up in in my bottling. To maybe, be honest with yeah, you, I don't think like it came PM. from fermentation. I think it was in the bottling on. Uh, yeah, and, and oxygen too. I mean, was, when you pour it, like the color was. Did you notice? Have you noticed when it was in the bottle was it kind of grayish or brownish that we mentioned? The kind of purple. No. Yeah. It, not at all. I mean, I noticed that out of the bottle, but as yeah, far as out yeah, of the keg, yeah. it was it was fine. Yeah, and I used. Um, I use um, a bottling wand that I put in the picnic tap, and then I push it 5 PSI. I purge the CO2. I, 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 I thought mm-hmm. I was doing everything as well as I could, but so you know, what, when we popped that thing open, the first thing we got uh, was, was butter as well, and it was bummer. like, man. How does that happen? <laughs> this is awful. It tastes good otherwise. Yeah, you might, you, I would change it all your plastic equipment, that bottling wand, throw, yeah. throw it all out. Yeah, maybe even yeah, your taps, like, like already. break your taps down, clean all that out. Clean, clean everything, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. Yeah, any plastic equipment for transferring, you might have some, some PDO running through that stuff and just getting happy in the bottles, and, and with a little oxygen, it'll, it'll hmm, take yeah, off that yeah. buttery. Well, that's good sure. that it's not uh, a, a brewing yeah, thing. No, it like seems that like would kind of bum me out a little bit more, I think. You know, you well. it's, Yeah, <laughs> it, I can taste what it would be, and I wish I yeah. could taste that. <laughs> uh, what was your recipe, Taylor? Um, uh, we actually went, uh, it was a uh, six-gallon batch. I uh, did eight pounds of two-row, three pounds of Maris Otter, and just a pound of pills. Okay. So okay. super light. And then um, we did, uh, this is an all um uh, like no boil hops at all. I did I did three ounces at um, first wort, uh, one ounce Amarillo, one ounce Cascade, one ounce Simcoe, and then I did the same one ounce Amarillo, one ounce Cascade, one ounce Simcoe at um, at uh, Flame Out Whirlpool, and then I did that same one one and one at uh, Dry Hop. Yeah. So and then just uh, double USO five rehydrated uh, pitch. So. Citro Emerald and what else? Uh, Citro Emerald Gold and uh, Simcoe. Oh, you said Cascade. Okay. Oh, Cascade. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to yeah, me that yeah, feels right. like it's a little low in, in terms of the hops just for – this is five or six-gallon in, in batch Yeah, six-gallon. Yeah, so think, nine ounces to six-gallon, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're trying to go West Coast Yeah. IPA. I, I, would, I would up the hops. I look at, like, even for what I'm doing at home, like for an IPA, I'm usually like nine or ten ounces dry hopping for a ten-gallon batch, which is an ounce right. per – Per gallon, pretty much, and that's probably maybe in some people's minds a little bit low, even. But uh, I would, right. yeah, I would even probably maybe double what you're doing uh, in terms of hopping. 
Um, yeah, actually, that's that's exactly what I just did. I, I did uh, JP's favorite favorite style. I did a New England of this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, we lost Taylor. I don't know where oh, he is he's anymore. Gone. He, uh, Must have been uh, the power. He's gone. Glitch. I can't. I can't. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just... For a five gallon batch, which was fun. So nice. I think the other thing, yeah. I mean, the color, I, like, I, you can tell that there's some ahead, sorry, ox- oxidation, just the color, like, with the, the grain that you mentioned having, you know, Maris Otter, two-row and pills that would be a, a, a golden light, color. Yeah. This is like amber, amber gray. It's like kind of brackish, right? Yeah. 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 Strange, man. It's very weird. Uh, well, sucks, dude. I mean, do you, ha- do you have any? Qu- <laughs> yeah, it really does. Do you have any questions for the guys? Or kind of, uh, I think everyone kind of really covered what they thought happened. Yeah, you pretty much hit on everything right. we saw as well and tasted as uh, well. I just good. sorry I sent you that. No, well, yeah, not really. hey, it's all right, man. We do have an imperial stout here for next month from you. So yes, indeed, uh, yes, that, that thing's killer. Okay, good. Hopefully, no, hopefully yes, you didn't that, screw that, that one. Up. Survived. There, that, that one is. Uh, <laughs> that one's good. We, we've tried it. And, See, You've tasted bottles yeah, of that yeah, too. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll. Uh, I guess we'll chat with you next month. Yeah, man. All right, thanks. dude. Thanks, thanks man. Sure. Later. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, super cool kid. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, he seemed upbeat about sucking. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, he knows his <laughs> about uh, he knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it it, it does kind of suck that it's it's like it's not process. So it's not it's it's harder to say what happened. Well, it is process. I mean, well, it is bottling pro- but, the but bottles, not like brewing, yeah, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like I mean, it, but it is using a picnic tap. Like there, there, there could be a crack in the picnic tap handle, even adding oxygen straight into the bottle. Like you know, yeah. it's, it, there's. I used to do the same thing with the picnic taps. I mean, you still you do better when you have the beer gun and, and have that. You know, you know. I don't want to rush out and buy one, but the beers are better when you do that. And I've yeah. had a lot of carbonation problems in the past when I wasn't using a beer gun, and I've never had an issue with the carbonation with like you know 600 beers since having using one of those. So see, the problem is Keith, he didn't wrap it in fucking Teflon tape like I did. That's his problem right there. <laughs> he didn't seal it up very well, yeah. and uh, you know whatever. Anyway, uh, before we take a break, I do want to remind you guys that now is the time to register for HomebrewCon. HomebrewCon is the homebrew event of the year, packing a massive amount of fun and learning into three unforgettable days. If you don't forget them, you're doing it wrong, I think. I think you just need to be blackout drunk the entire time. Those are the people I, who have the best. I once beat up somebody with an ironing board in my room during uh, Homebrew Con. <laughs> con yeah. He was just wouldn't me- stop messing with me, so I hit him with an ironing board in the head, and the, the ironing board bent in half. Smart. But it was that's the way to go. <laughs> that's, con. that's the way to go. <laughs> Ask for violent. a room with multiple ironing boards in case you have to hit somebody with one. You have a backup. <laughs> you have something to fight back with. Uh, this June 15th to 17th, join thousands of your homebrew comrades in downtown Minneapolis. Early pricing is still available but not for much longer register now at homebrewcon.org all right we're gonna take a wow i don't know why i was gonna say we're gonna take a fat break i don't i don't know where that came from we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna try more uh more beer what do you think of that yeah all right it's dr homebrew hang on we'll be right back Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. 
One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about home brewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get on to the next beer, I do want to remind you guys that the folks at GrogTag, our good friends at GrogTag, have been hard at work creating new ways for you to customize your homemade creations. They recently dropped a brand new template on us called Dark Side, and they've just expanded their selection of bottle caps to include red and green options. So now I think they have like five colors or something like that. With all these products ready to receive your great ideas, there's no reason your bottles should be left naked any longer. Cover them up with Grog Tags. Head to grogtag.com now and enter code BNARMY at checkout to take 10% off your next order. That's grogtag.com and enter code B-N-A-R-M-Y. Um, all caps, if you want, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me uh, find Anthony's phone number. What are we? T- what are we uh, drinking right now? This is an American Pale Ale, Category 18 B, in the 2015 Pale. guidelines. I like American Pale Ale. Do I, I see? This is my problem. I don't even have Anthony's friggin' phone number. Oh man. Well. I'm so bad at this. I'm so like I'm. I'm so disorganized. Hosting is hard, JP. You need to take Hosting a good long hard. look in the mirror and say, <laughs> you know what? Man in the mirror. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I can figure out how yeah. to collect people's phone numbers. I need to effing call. I'm not. I'm not really any of those things. You can ask them to like start including them on the labels that they they give you for the beer, dude. I'm I'm excited if there is a label on the beer. Uh, so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's That's the one beer last night. I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I should be drinking this one in my fridge or this one or this one. I had no idea. <laughs> like it's green. I know the people label the cap was supposed to be green, and then I think we, I wrote cream ale last time around, so I actually could find. I it, wrote cream ale on the top of those. Yeah, yeah. that's how okay. I found it. But there's another green label. The green cap in there. I have no idea what that beer is in my fridge. Just random beers in my Leftover. fridge. Oh, here we go. I got it. Well, now you can um, now you can feel free to drink it. If I had a grog tag, I would not have that problem. <laughs> I could put it on the bottle. And well, hey, I know I know what you can save 10% off your order. 
one, one. There we go. Okay. Yeah, what I'm going to do is, uh, is, is order a bunch of them and then uh, label the label the things as to what they are. So we're getting uh, we're getting him on the phone here. Uh, American Pale Ale. It's a good thing we were talking about Sierra Nevada just yeah. now. It's kind of kind of prototypical. Well, here, Brian, why don't you start so we don't have to listen to the phone ringing? Yeah, okay. Anthony's American Pale. Uh, bottle had a nice hiss. Looks like a, a bottle-conditioned beer. Some yeast at the bottom. Uh, the, um, I, was, I was worried that I was going to get another, like, bottle snake as the foam rose up in the neck just to touch, but but then it just stayed there. I was like, oh, okay, good, good, good. Poured it. Pleasant citrusy, uh, very inviting, um, and a little pine and light tropical hops in the aroma up front. Uh, the malt is lightly toasty behind that. Some medium low, um, some medium low esters in there, kind of in check. Little apple pear thing. Uh, no DMS, diacetyl. Good, good smelling beer. Could be. Um, I was wondering if it's maybe just a little bit past this prime. It's not not stale per se, but uh, it's just not quite as fresh uh, t- uh, smelling as it could be. But it's not like super honey like anything like that, or, or paper. It's not papery at all. It's just like okay. It's like. Slightly older pale ale, maybe, but, um, you know, we don't know when it was brewed or anything. So, anyway, uh, appearance-wise, medium-light golden-colored body of the beer with a uh, light hop haze to it and a low <coughs> a low white head that, that persisted only for a short while. It kind of faded off there real quick. Mostly finer bubbles with a few uh, larger bubbles as well. And uh, flavor-wise... I'm getting a medium light malt and uh, kind of a bread crust like presentation. Medium low bitterness. It's pretty much out of the way. Nice and crisp. I really like the, the, the dry finish. It's really dry and kind of mid early in the finish, I would say, too, which is maybe a little too much. So, like a little bit on the kind of the water comes across kind of minerally sulfate y. But um, that's just a low and out of the way. Um, you know, light, light flavor of hops in the aftertaste. It's not a hop monster, but it is definitely balanced to the hops just a bit. Um, the, f- the flavor of the hops is not, not as intense as in the aroma. The aroma is super inviting and nice. Um, and the flavor, I don't know if it's just the way it dries out on the, on the finish that it kind of pulls some of those flavors down a little bit or what it might be. But uh, mouthfeel-wise, again, very crisp. It's not quite biting, but, but it has kind of a chalky dryness to it. The carbonation is medium. Uh, it's not creamy or smooth as as hoped, but uh, um, it, there's no obvious astringency either. It's uh, yeah, kind of middle of the road. No no alcohol warmth here. Just kind of medium light body, kind of kind of where it needs to be, but a little ch- kind of chalky dry, interesting uh, finish to it. It is a pretty inviting uh, APA <clears throat> aroma wise. It falls slightly flat in the flavor and the mouthfeel. Uh, just just because of that that kind of intense drying quality, I found seems like it's um, you know a pretty good recipe. You could do some water adjustment and and bring it into speck a little better, remove some of the minerals, especially the the sulfates from your water, and try to leave just a whiff more of that multi sweetness to play against the nice hops that are there. Um, but I really like, I, I thought it was a very good beer. Uh, I gave it a thirty one, and um, no, I would drink a lot of this. It's good. Awesome. Uh, I think we're about to have Anthony back on here. Oh, Anthony. Good. Anthony. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey there. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. How's it going? Pretty good. Just sitting here drinking your beer. You know how it goes. 
Is he drinking his beer? Are you oh, drinking yeah. your beer? Oh, good. I will be very shortly. There you go. Uh, well, Brian just went, and uh, you gave it a what again, Brian? I'm back now. Oh, I just went. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 31. Okay. I thought it was, it's in very good territory. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Keith. You're up, bro. I feel a little, you know, maybe I'm rushing it. If Anthony's not drinking it, I'm going to talk about it. No, I'll just go. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got a medium citrus, uh, medium high floral notes. So I was getting a lot, of, a lot of floral on this um, as well. All derived from the hops, though, more than esters. Um, malt, malt sweetness as well. Uh, no, no crystal though necessarily, or any sort of specialty malt. More just sort of a, a generic malt like two rose sweetness. Uh, very clean fermentation. Very low esters. Um, I think the the one thing I'm getting tonight is a little bit of just a touch of burnt hair uh, aroma. Not a lot. Just just a, a burnt hair. Yeah. Huh. So you know, like what is that hop hop selection? I'm assuming there's no burnt hair in this. No, I, I wouldn't think it was a burnt, actual burnt hair. What, the source of burnt hair is usually would be a yeast sort of byproduct uh, more than anything else, I would, I would believe. Hmm. Uh, possibly, maybe, uh, and Brian, you're, you're willing to, you know, you're... Um, um, you're uh, you know, you can look at your phone or you can help out a little bit, too. No. Uh, there way. was a dog theft in Livermore. I'm cruising well, next door right now. Jeez. You guys. Don't anyway, you care about no, I think canines? A little autolysis no. maybe would be, like, or, you know, I don't know. Burn hair. Don't, but I don't get it. I'm not getting burnt hair. It. I'm not saying it's, it's major. I'm saying this is easier. No, tiny, I know. I know. Tiny, you, tiny, 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 yeah, tiny Yeah, amounts. I get it. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm trying to because I'm trying to learn also, right? So. Uh, if you guys say something, I'll try to pick it out, and then I'll tell it, you it, no. It's you're probably it's maybe something I wouldn't even put on a spreadsheet. I didn't taste it last night, but tonight when I was smelling it, I got a, little, a, a touch of burnt hair. Okay, that's fair but, enough. But it's it's very very minor, if, if at all. There. Uh, anyway, uh, appearance wise, and I gave it a nine out of twelve on on, on appearance. Uh, sorry, on aroma. So I wasn't actually judging on the, the burnt hair. It was something I, I picked up a little <laughs> bit today, and I just wanted to call it out because I did did smell it. Uh, appearance, uh, medium gold. Um, excellent clarity uh, on the first pour. There, it is bottle conditioned, obviously, because I poured a little bit, from, a little bit more for myself, and you know I got a little bit of haziness there, but it, that, you know not a problem there at all. But a very almost low head, almost non-existent in some ways. Even more so uh, the bottle I had before than this one. Um, talk a little bit about carbonation later. I think this may hold up a little bit better than. Um, you know, bottle to bottle variation again. We're looking at here, and that probably, probably happens a little more with uh, uh, naturally carbonated bottles too. But anyway, flavor-wise, uh, fruity, floral reminds me of Cascade and Centennial in terms of I don't want to call it hops, but that's what it reminds me of. It's very citrus and floral forward. Um, hot hop flavor is medium high, very clean fermentation, just a touch of caramel, medium malt sweetness, bitterness. Bitterness is medium, uh, but the beer finishes. Fairly, more than fairly dry, just pretty dry. Uh, all appropriate for style. Uh, I thought the bitterness was upfront and 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 just you know firm, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. find the water profile to be a problem. I actually kind of like that. It reminded me of of IPAs like Anchor Liberty, you know, and that's kind of you know is that an IPA or you know APA sort of thing? And mm-hmm. t- today it's an APA, but it sort of reminds me of a firm I mean, bitterness. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really have a problem with it that. Just kind of thinned everything out to me. I was like. There's nothing on the the mouthfeel is kind of the or the the aftertaste is kind of lacking. It just kind of dries away. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know that can be fine, like especially in an IPA. But yeah, and yeah. it's 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 probably in style with that. But it's kind of like what you were lo- really looking for as a 
as a judge and as a, you know your personal preference, but I felt like it was it was it would be very refreshing in that in that sense. I don't sure. feel like it's yeah. and it's not like overbearing when you drink a couple of them. They can um, be pretty crisp, yeah. Yeah. Um, the problem I had yesterday was the bottle I had almost had zero carbonation, so that really huh. I really had a hard time with that. Um, this one has a little more. I still think the carbonation is medium low and not e- you know not even at the medium level, so I thought it could be a little bit higher carbonation, uh, medium medium low body, no warming, light hop astringency otherwise in mouthfeel. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this beer; that it was very tasty. Um, don't really pay attention to my light light burnt hair comment. That's just me. Trying to dig through something and try to find what it, things remind me of. I um, thought this really was very floral, citrus uh, representation of an APA, low malt and kind of dry, and just actually kind of you know kind of a good summer beer, thirst quenching in a way, not really truly thirst quenching. Of course, it's a beer, but uh, really, <laughs> really really liked that about it. I thought the carbonation could be upped even on both versions I tried. Uh, I'd like to see a little more carbonation. That might actually make it dry out even a little bit more, though, so if you do that, you may want to have a little more malt character to kind of support that carbonation that you have going along there. I, I honestly would like to see a little more hop aroma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, know, I know Brian said it, it was probably more aroma than flavor. I think probably both could be up a little bit. I think you know, it depends on how you know what kind of APA you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, for here. the more modern, yeah, leaning ones, sure. But I, I enjoyed it. I, it, it took me back to nineteen ninety, whatever year, uh, sitting around drinking like an Anchor Liberty, which you know that, that's I think that's you know high praise in some ways. Yeah, I could definitely see. Uh, you know, for like a pale ale, it's not as like crystal malty. As I've had like a Sierra Nevada pale ale or whatever, but it's definitely a summer crushable pale ale. Yeah, easy drinking, doesn't hang out on your palate too long. Um, not not enough burnt hair, I think, is really what no, I would. And no, just say. forget about that. that was and just, I can yeah. never forget about it. So <laughs> I can and, never forget about that. Anyway, thirty two was the score. I, I would like I said the carbonation up a little bit on it. I'd probably bump it up the score a little bit more than that. I just think that you know when I was tasting the, the carbonation being a little low, that's where I would I would, I would point it. Okay, perfect. Uh, uh, you want to go over the um, the recipe a little bit here, Anthony? Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, sorry. I said the refrigerator. That's right. Okay, <laughs> so I had 13 pounds of two-row, one-and-a-half pounds of crystal, 15, and then an ounce of magnum for the bittering hop, <laughs> two-ounce cascade, 10 minutes, two-ounce cascade of flame out, and two-ounce of amarillo after a week and a half. Classic hops, then, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm fighting a cold. That's all right. Um, That's all right. So then when I was kegging it, I just pulled off a couple of bottles and put the carbonation tabs in them, and those are the ones <laughs> I sent to you guys. Okay. That's funny. We, we don't get many carbonation tab users, but you're the second dude on the show that has carbonation tabs. Wow, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the last show, right? Yeah. Was it, the, oh, yeah. was it last show? The, uh, yeah, it's probably the last show. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, some contamination issue, we thought, from the carbonation tabs. So that's why Keith was laughing. It was like, oh, that's funny. I just like to laugh. <laughs> um, oh, no, um, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any comments on the on the recipe at all? I think it's good. I mean, I, I like it. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on what you're looking to do. I mean, it, it's such a, a fine line to walk in, in an APA category. Like, it depends on what judges you get. Like, do you want something that's like way more modern? That's like, oh, I'm going to use it, like Citra or or Simcoe or <laughs> or 
something else, you know, Denali or something crazy, or do I want to use something classic? And I, I like the fact that you're using classic hops. And Amarillo is it's kind of a, sort of the in-between sort of bridge there between those hops. Um, I, I would probably go maybe a little bit more aggressive, but not way too much more aggressive. Um, I, I like the Crystal 15, 1.5 pound, like the low amount there. I kind of like that, but it probably wouldn't hurt to give a little more body. Uh, maybe even throw in some Carafoam or Carapils or something along those lines or mash a little bit higher just to get a little more body in the beer and kind of hmm. balance it out a little more. What did it finish uh, at? I was curious. Uh, 10.8. 10, 8. Okay. Yeah. Are you yeah. starting like 10.50 somewhere or? Uh, 42. It's only a 4.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's light. It tastes pretty light. Yeah. Ten forty two, ten oh eight. That's not a bad. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, I would try to add maybe a throw in maybe a little bit of higher crystal. At, like, keep the 15, but maybe a splash of 40 or something just to kind of beef it yeah. up a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I not going to hurt it. It's, but like he said, it depends on what you're going to do. So I should ask you, Anthony, what what do you want to do with this beer? What What questions do you have for these guys? Um, I am going to brew this beer again and um, send it into the Ohio Craft Beer Week come July. So uh-huh. I'm going to take your guys' notes and brew it again and see what they have to say about it. Okay. okay. Where, where are you, Anthony? Where in, are you in, you're in Ohio somewhere right now? Or are you? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Where? Where in Ohio? <laughs> you're not what, divulge that What's your street address? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in southeastern Ohio. Okay. Okay. Southeast. Okay. Seventy I, I, degrees yesterday and snowing tonight. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I spent. I went to college in southwestern Ohio, so I, I spent a lot of time in Ohio. But that's why I was asking yeah. where you are. And I know, and no, I guess Athens is where the whole beer week thing there yeah. is. And yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. What's cool. your water like? What do you use for water? Wet. Um, I don't honestly know. I just carbon filter. Okay. Yeah, I know southwestern no water report. Southwestern yeah. water was pretty high mineral content. It was really high actually. But southeastern maybe more like Pittsburgh water, which has a little bit less mineral water content. So it's I, I don't couldn't really say, but um but yeah, it's probably somewhere in between those two things. Yeah, your base water seems pretty good. You might you might um if you want less of that mineral character, you might blend it with some RO or something and just to um dial that back a little bit. But um I mean, it's like there's two, you know, another another way you can go is to get it to finish just a little bit higher and leave a little more residual sweetness. Yeah. You can also go higher on the starting gravity a little bit, too. It's it's just, it's pretty light overall, but... Um, it's really clean. I think that's the nice thing clean, about yeah. it, yeah. I think you're doing a good job in brewing it. I would, like Brian said, bump the starting gravity up, um, up the carbonation, maybe not use, uh, you know, don't use these tabs. If you're going to bottle it, either, you know keg and do off, off of a keg or bottle the whole batch with, with sugar um tabs yeah. seem to work fine in this case uh, it's, no, it's, it's me, okay. i thought they were low <laughs> i thought they were really low in this case which is kind of weird but i mean from one bottle it was this yeah bottle, yeah it's kind of like I, that, the last night i was like well this the carbonation is the major issue it's, it's pretty much the head flat. did kind of fade. I, I had a flat beer last night yeah much, so it was kind of a um issue there but I, you know i i would Think about raising the gravity, and uh, I think everything else is pretty much spot on, other than maybe upping the hops just a little bit, but not not too much. If you want to, you want to keep the same sort of profile where it's, you know, it's. Yeah, I think the the bitterness is in a nice place, so not upping the the boil hops, True. but uh, a little more late hop wouldn't wouldn't hurt it. Okay. Cool. What, what was the yeast strain? Sorry, I didn't ask that. Oh yeah. Before. Going, uh, going down the checklist. Would have been 1056. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Nice. Good healthy pitch. Oh, you do a starter and all yeah, that, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, anything else for you, dude? I want to say yes, but I'm blanking on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We'll be here for another ten minutes. So if you if you have anything, just you, let me know. Um, you mentioned finishing hops. <laughs> I, I think I kind of missed a little bit on the finishing hops. I think I was still drinking beer at that point in time. Are you doing like a, a whirlpool post boil sort of adding hops uh, in that stage? And I added. Um, it was just that flame out. Okay. Okay. As soon as I turned the burner off, just dropped in a couple ounces, and then I think gave it a minute or two, and then turned the cold water on. I, you know, another option, I and mean, how much flavor you know you want or aroma you want. Another option is to try to go the approach where you drop the temp a little more, or let them sit like you know even twenty, thirty minutes, maybe twenty minutes for a pale ale, and get a little more flavor that way as well, aroma that way. Um, so sort of a whirlpool sort of approach, which a lot of professional breweries do, and get a lot of hop flavor that way as well. Or a hop back, or a oh, hop yeah. torpedo, or yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> hop. Um, you do all those things together. I want to get a hop burrito. I don't know what that well, would be. Burrito day isn't today. Burrito day. That's Fucking it. every day's burrito wow. day, bro. Hop burrito. Yes. Right. I don't know. Hop, a hop burrito. A hop kayak. Well, now you're, just, now you're just crazy. Uh, Anthony, anything else for you, dude? Or uh, are we just taking up your time? I did remember. Okay, what Good. is it? Good. Um, but I have a barley wine down that's fermenting right now. I'm kind of just chilling out. But I'm going to dry hop it with whole hops. And it'll be my first time doing whole hops. Mm. Okay, any cool. suggestions? <laughs> be very careful. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to put whole hops into a beer because there's a lot of oxygen just i don't know it's it's, it's a really tough thing to do I, I i've tried it before i've never had a lot of success dry hopping with whole hops um if if i would give a suggestion to be don't do it and just use pellets instead no honestly mm-hmm. i mean it, like, that's my concern i mean with a barley wine you get a little more leeway because a little oxygen there wouldn't be so terrible be- yeah but because ah. you're talking about you know a beer that you know if it has some oxidation notes it's it's fine but um, I get—I don't know—I get a little worried about throwing something in that has a lot of uh, a lot of matter and just—I don't know. There's just like spaces po- and pockets for air. Is that what you're worried air. about? Okay. For an imperial IPA or an IPA, I'd be really worried about that. But How for could a barley you... wine, you could kind of—I mean, you could you could take you could take hops like whole hops, put them into a vacuum sealer, purge suck it up, purge it, <laughs> yeah. suck all the air out of yeah. it, and then and then quickly get them in or purge the head CO two, maybe flush the CO two, right? Yeah, and all blow that. Up. Like blowing through the bag with CO2, yeah, pushing them into your carboy. Yeah. I mean, if you're really crazy, yeah, that's something you could do. Are you, how crazy are you, Anthony, on a scale from, one, from one to Keith? Because no, I'm um, not crazy enough. <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think he's right. You can you can purge the oxygen and dump them in there or, or you know, purge it with CO2 um, and dump them in there, you know, as well. I think with a barley wine, you'll be all right. Don't listen to Keith. Yeah. Well, also, if, you, if you're doing it towards the end of fermentation, that you should kind of clean anything up, too, right? Yeah, if you do it as the fermentation is kind of winding down you still have some activity going on yeast is a excellent oxygen absorber it's a scavenger for oxygen all yeah. that's what it does yeah it wants it yeah but at the same time if you're gonna do a barley wine <clears throat> you may not want to dry hop when it's still fermenting you may not i don't know it depends on how much you want to age it and what you want to do with it if you want to clean it up a little bit like i would probably dry hop later and, and like Later, let it sit for like two or three weeks, and then dry hop after that. Yeah, dry hopping a barley wine seems—I don't want to say counterproductive, but I do it. But you do. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like how do you dry hop an IPL? That's a let everybody out there think about how do you dry hop an IPL? What do you do with that? Like, do you dry hop it? 
The better question is, why do you brew an IPL? Well, that, that's your question yeah, to yourself. It's true. That's, you know, something you think about late at night when you're <laughs> not sleeping because it's raining outside. Is there such a right. thing as a VIPL? Maybe. Yeah, I, so I don't know. How do you dry up an IPL? Very carefully. I think you would actually logger it, and then when you're done loggering it, raise the temperature right. and to like 70 degrees, and then dry up it for like three days, and then drop the temperature again. Back down. And then knock out the hops, and then you're, you're done. Okay. That's what I would do, but that sounds like a, a fucking a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Does that help, Anthony? I don't know. Sorry, Anthony. That was a... I, yeah, I thought yeah, about this. Yeah, me lots of notes and places to start. And He's okay. just riding over there like, these guys are freaking nuts. <laughs> I'm interested. No, no, let's let know how it turns out with the, the dry hopping. Please with, do. Uh, uh, whole leaf. I, I, every time I've done it, I've, I've failed miserably. I've, I've failed miserably a lot, so that's not really saying. saying every much. time he fails, he stands back up and looks himself in the mirror and says, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. That's right. Pop All up. right, Anthony, thanks, man. We'll let you go. Thank you. All right, dude. Thanks Bye. for the beer. It was actually really nice beer. So, yeah. It was. If you can make it even better and, um, yeah, get that carbonation up a little I bit. That's, I think that he has a, a good starting base good to shot. make the beer a lot better. It's a really clean beer to start with. Carbonation yeah. go up and then, like, add hops. Adding hops isn't hard. No. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll uh, come back and wrap this show up. It's Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you a member of the white labs customer club if not you should be it's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch all you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast an exclusive white labs t-shirt or sweatshirt and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself chris white Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we wrap it up, I want to tell you guys about someone who I'm sure will be at uh, HomebrewCon. Not NHC, HomebrewCon, everybody. Um, the iDip, the smart, water, uh, the smart Brew Water Testing Kit, incorporates a revolutionary photometer, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. You can use it for home or commercial use, so it's great if you're going to open up a brewery. 
Let's invest in some equipment now, man. It's a, it's a good thing. Uh, it's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed, which is my favorite part of this whole thing. You can brew or you can test over 40 different water quality test kits. Four come preloaded and more are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more with only four mils of water needed for each test. It's a, as it uses a patented safe and simple reagent testing method that anybody can use. It's as simple as me. Uh, you can perform each test with a pre-treated reagent strips specific for that test. You don't have to count drops or do complex equations. Uh, again, no math needed. So go to smartbrewkit.com, enter code TBN10 at checkout, and save 10 bucks on either the standard or the advanced smart brew testing kit. I like that thing. And they're good people. I think George will be there, or Mike, or the two people that I talk to. And uh, they're nice dudes, and they're really stoked about yeah, the iDip. And yeah, it's a cool to, system. I talked to George a lot when I was messing around with the, the one I had there. I'm yeah. Still, I'm still looking someone to let me, lend me an iDip. That's, you know, uh, for a mead fermentation. I'm really interested in seeing how that's going to work <laughs> out. But, you know, so one of our winners on our shows, maybe they can yeah. you know, ship it to me, and uh, I'll. I'll, I'll Give you more feedback on some of your beers. Well, whenever the the, <laughs> the rare barrel guys are done, I'll uh, I'll I'll steal it back from them, and uh, I'll let you bar it for a little bit. Yeah, because we have a, we have a Doctor Homebrew one that we pass around. Keith is Keith is judging well, Keith. We might. I think no. Even the meat I was talking about, I, both the I dip and the beer bug. And the beer bug. Yeah, both of those guys actually. Yeah, hit the water just right and and stop the fermentation yeah. exactly when yeah, you want both, to. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, the beer bug is rad, man. In case you guys don't know, you go to beerbug.com and uh, check them out. And uh, it's a, it's a device that sits on top of your carboy. It drops a little thing inside, and it measures the exact specific gravity of what's going on from start to finish. Measures your temperature, tracks everything, so you know exactly what's happening in your beer, exactly when to stop fermentation, exactly when to add those uh, those whole dry hops, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, check those yeah. guys out too. They're great. Uh, they're great sponsors of this show. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have one to give away because we gave one last uh, last show. But uh, next we will month, give away more soon. There will be more. There will definitely be more and i think next month we're going to be giving away a catalyst and i think craft a root i would hope they're going to be nhc i should have yeah. got all this information beforehand uh the folks at craft a brew have just released an awesome awesomely compact conical fermenter called the catalyst made from plastic that is over 90 percent more scratch resistant than other plastic conals conicals and 71 less 71 percent less oxygen permeable God, man, my tape is running low. Told you should have let me do the live read, JP. <laughs> its low-profile stand design allows it to fit snugly in your fridge or right up on your countertop. Cleaning is a breeze because the entire lid snaps off, so you can be sure to get all those little crusties off the sides. Perhaps the best part is the giant 3-inch butterfly valve at the bottom, allowing you to attach any size mason jar for yeast collection during fermentation. Recently, they've teamed up with Stone Brewing Company to offer a homebrew version of the famous Stone Pale Ale, so be sure to check that out under the products section of their website learn more at craftabrew.com all right yeah speaking of things to give away dude let's give away something we have our 40 dollar. at least your beer will look good grogtag.com gift certificate the award goes to taylor Taylor, all right. Good job, Taylor. You're going to have 40 bucks. I'm always the only one clapping. Um, thank you very much. Uh, you're going to have 40 bucks to spend on grogtag.com. Check it out. You can make coasters, metal signs. You can get bottle caps uh, with a, a logo printed on it or just there. You know, you can use their templates or, you know, your friend's face 
put it on there or whatever. Whatever you want to do, man. But 40 bucks to you, dude. My, my good sir. Let me mark that down so I don't forget that. Okay, we're done. We're out of here. What do you how, think? How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I'll see uh, you guys. Uh, yeah. Soon. On the flip side. On the uh, May side, yeah. This is my, my probably last couple shows before uh, being a father, so. Wow. Oh, yeah. Are we going to have to talk about, I think we're going to have to talk about some scheduling, huh? Some names as well, like, you know, maybe, maybe. Jason is a really strong, powerful name. I was thinking JP more than Jason. <laughs> no. Well, you don't want JP. No, that's that's uh, a name that will dog that child forever. Is it a boy or a girl? Uh, Yes. It's a boy, yeah. Jason is perfect. All right. So little baby Jason will be coming in about, uh, about uh, when? End of May. End of May. Brewer. So does, Good name. So does that mean you're not going to be, uh, you're going to miss a few months probably? No, I think I'll be here in May. Maybe won't be here. Well, in, May, yeah, because we'll be first part of May, so that should be Won't fine. be here in June, but I, I'm thinking, I'm, I think I'll need the time in July. I'll, I'll, I should be here just get away from the, you know. Yeah. yeah, I need to talk to you guys about my schedule too. I've got a few things coming up. Um, <laughs> let me go through it. You're done. Really detailed. Yeah. Um, you can't I'm going to pull up it. my Google Calendar right now. All right, everyone. Thanks for a lot for uh, for joining us. Thanks for uh, Five Star for being a sponsor, and thanks to you guys for uh, sending in beer. Uh, it's been Doctor Homebrew. We'll see you guys later.